Greetings, and welcome to the Talk With History podcast. I am your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we talk about history's continuing impact on us and our personal journey through YouTube as we continue to explore, record, and share our history walks with you. You may have heard about the Monitor and the Merrimack ironclad ships that were instrumental during the American Civil War. I know I did. I learned it in high school. But did you know that the first ever ironclad battle was right here in Norfolk, Virginia, changing the face of naval warfare forever in just four hours? So, Jen, where did we visit today and why is this place so important? We went to Fort Norfolk. And I, I want to make sure I say it like a native so it's it's Norfolk. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 locals here they they don't use the R. It's Norfolk. Norfolk. <laughs> Norfolk. So not it looks like Norfolk. Yes. But Norfolk, and so it's named after a place in England, um, but the, one of the earliest cities here in America. Yeah. We're on the coast of Virginia, and George Washington had ordered some forts to be built to guard the Atlantic side of, well, at the time, it was the only side of America. And so Fort Norfolk was ordered when he was president to be built in the late 1700s. And it's the only one that still remains to this day. Of course, the other ones, I think in D.C. area, of course, have been rebuilt or used for something else. And and even our tour guide today, you know, he said, like, this fort, Right, and it's been around for two hundred and twelve years. Yes, eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, ten. Well, it was yeah. it was it was first dug out earth earthen works right in the seventeen hundreds. And then, that's right. And then the first bricks were laid in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, and so even like the literally the buildings. I mean, we were walking on original. <laughs> yes. you know where they used to walk, right? And there's all sorts of interesting stories and stuff like that. But it's 212 years old. Mm-hmm. The, the the green doors that you see in our in the video that come in through the little archway. Yes, those doors are 212 years old. And the reason why I, I guess it survived all this time it it was used for the Civil War. It was it was retrofitted during World War One and World War Two to be used by the Army Corps of Engineers. They right. used it for logistics. Yep. They used it as offices, communications places, and. Then they built a bigger, more modern building outside of the fort and just kind of moved over to there. And they never tore down the old fort. Yeah. It's it's prime location. It's on the waterfront in Norfolk, but it's not so prime that it ever was basically destroyed. So it's still there. Well, and I think what they said, too, was, and it's, it's so common even today, right, is they filled in certain areas around, mm-hmm. you know, where the, where that was. So there's, yes. so there's like it's part of the harbor and, you know, and this, yes. that, and the other has been filled in with, yes. you know, whatever. Yes. At the time of the ironclad battle, you could see the battle from Fort Norfolk. Now you couldn't be able to see it. They have yeah. filled in, they basically have built land yeah, out. Sh- yeah, ships can't come that close. Yeah, so it, you wouldn't be able to see it today. But at the time, you could see it. So I just thought it was really neat to 
go there and to not only talk about the history of the fort, but two ironclads. So it's such a neat idea that this was the first place the two ironclads met and battled. Right. And and the ironclads, too, is like, like I said in the intro, the Monitor and the Merrimack. I remember those from high school. They talk about how, you know, these two ironclads kind of shoot each other and nothing happens. Nothing happens. Right? The canning balls keep bouncing off. So I, so I had known that story generally sure. from high school. But then all of a sudden when you say, hey, I want to go to Fort Norfolk, I was like, what's in Fort Norfolk? Like, again, yeah, like it's another fort. Okay, we're doing a walk with history. Let's go to Fort Norfolk. What's what? What's interesting about Fort Norfolk? And you say, well, the the first two iron, the, the very first ironclad battle, the Monitor and the Merrimack, it wasn't actually the Merrimack. Well, I guess you can talk about that. It's the CSS they, they, Virginia. They fought right there. That was their first battle. And then everybody after that was like, yeah, we want that. We're going to make more of those. Yes. So, and it, you know, you and I love movies. Yep. And if you see Sahara, there's an ironclad. Right, with Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. That is the CSS Texas for the, sh- for the movie. But you see the ironclad, what it looks like, how it's floating through the water, and how it basically gets away. But yeah. that's that ship, that very basic metal hull ship, how they built it, the very first one. So you can think of just how angular it was sure. and how basic it was. And they they're being used in warfare. Yeah. So what happened? Why why you keep saying Mer- Merrimack? Mer- am I saying Merrimack? Merrimack. Why you keep saying Merrimack when actually it was the CSS Virginia? Right. So the Confederacy had taken the Merrimack and they had retrofitted the hull and iron plated it and called it the CSS Virginia. So when they say the first two battle, the first battle of the two ironclads, it's really the CSS Virginia and the monitor, the USS monitor, CSS Virginia. So when you hear that, people will say Merrimack and monitor, but it's Virginia and monitor. It's just so neat. What happens once Virginia secedes from the Union then that happens in April of 1861. The Union is forced to leave and abandon the city and the fort. And the Confederacy takes over the fort. Now, they only have it for 13 months. But in that 13 months is when this battle is going to take place. It happens in March of 1862. And so March 8th, what happens is the Union has been kind of blockading the area and unable to get supplies up to Richmond. Because if you know anything about the Chesapeake Bay, you have to go through there to get up to Richmond. And the Richmond is, of course, the the capital of the yeah, Confederacy. It's, it's the, yeah, it's the heart. Yeah, so this, it's where Jefferson Davis is. This is the capital. So they want to fight back. And they the Virginia, they, they were the first ones to do this, put iron around the ship, comes in contact with two other ships. And... It fights the Congress and the Cumberland. And these, are, and these are wooden ships. Wooden ships, U.S. Navy, yeah. Union, wooden ships, and they destroy them. One, I think, is sunk. The other one is just completely disabled. Because the wooden ships can't do any damage can't to Can't do it. any damage. Can't move. If you know anything about wooden ships, you have to get right up beside a wooden ship so they can put their cannons out and fire at you. Like, you can't. Your guns are ve- very rudimentary, right. cemented. You can't move them around. You, you got to move, move the whole ship to... Where to these aim. ironclads not only could now have metal, but they had learned how to put guns on turrets and fire in different directions. And so it made the ship 
be much more versatile. And where it was, it could fire at you from any position. And so they had already, they've already taken two union ships and they're about to take a third. The Minnesota is also there. Now the Minnesota to almost kind of save itself runs aground. That way it doesn't get sunk. It runs aground. And the Virginia by that time has used all of its ammunition and comes back to Fort Norfolk to get ammunition. Again, Fort Norfolk is being, it's being run by the Confederacy. And the big draw of that fort is the magazine. So it's the biggest building there. And so that was one of the cool things, just to kind of interrupt the story Mm here. So one of the cool things is they show us like where the magazine was. We couldn't go in that particular building. No, I think they were fixing it. Yeah, they were fixing it up. There was a lot of work being done at at, at the fort. This isn't like a, wasn't a full blown like over-the-top, like highly produced yeah. fort museum. But there's it, it, the folks told us about some. But um, one of the cool things was, uh, what was the... the, the, the yeah, so the magazine the transportation. was right beside like a rail. That's like, right. Almost like a, a train yeah. rail. Yeah. And they used mules. They would load up the ammunition onto the mule and they would carrier, just pull it right out to the point. Out, yeah. right out to the ships. Yep. And they, the reason they had moved ammunition to Fort Norfolk is the ship building was a little bit further away. And at the one point, they had put the magazine right beside the shipyard. And the, somebody, thank goodness, was smart enough to go, hey, maybe we shouldn't have all of these explosives right beside all this wood where we're building ships. We, this blows up. We're going to destroy everything we're, we're building. We're going to lose everything. Why don't we move it away? Oh yeah. my gosh, there's a fort down there, and we can build this big magazine. Yeah, there's a there's a, a yard here that they use for drilling. <laughs> yes, and they right built, for drill practice, yes. and they built a building there. Yes. So and then all right, so so that's just me interrupting because you know I'm the host and I get to do that once in a while. Um, <laughs> so, so so they're the, rearming. They're rearming for the night. So this is March eighth. Going into the night, the next day is March 9th, 1862. During the night, the monitor. So the Union also is making a, a metal yep. ship. They're yep. also making an ironclad. And so during the night, the monitor comes down the coast and stands in, gets in front of the Minnesota, basically to defend the Minnesota. And honestly, it uses the fire from the Minnesota to find it. Yeah. So at night, it's, it's yeah, seeing that fire. Sure, and it's able so it's to like, know. hey, aim towards the smoke and yes. the flames. So they get in front of it. So when the Virginia comes back out the next morning to finish what they started, they're met with the monitor. And the monitor and the Virginia just go at it three to four hours, just firing at each other and shooting each other. And no damage. Neither sink, neither have damage. They kind of call it a draw. And in that moment, naval shipbuilding changes worldwide yeah and naval warfare yeah everyone's paying attention yeah wooden ships are obsolete nobody makes them anymore for for naval battles now it's all metal the people are seeing how strong this is how you can basically fight a war and you're not going to have any damage so everything changes when it comes to building ships from that battle yeah that's that was really cool and like when you're at the fort too so um what you can see right now is that they've it's a work in progress right so i think it's the norfolk historical society and some other folks who are kind of helping kind of continue to to work on fort norfolk and and god bless them if you hear this and you know people who can help donate you know look them up they're really um 
they're working on preservation, yeah. but they definitely need the funds and the help to do it. Yeah, and um, but one of the cool parts is is like the the earthen kind of dig out mm-hmm. is still kind of the same shape that Absolutely. it was back then. So you can actually walk up the hill, right? Yep. And it's the, this is like the dirt that they piled mm-hmm. back in the late 1700s. Exactly. Right? You walk on top of this and you can see out over the water. Now there's the modern building that you mentioned before, but before that modern building was there, you could see the entire harbor and the entire bay right there. It's, a, it's a key strategic point. It was a great point. And those earthworks, they are preserved. Just like if you go to Yorktown, yeah, the earthworks are preserved exactly. where the revolutionaries dug in. So you can see that. This is this was done in the late 1700s, early 1800s. This was done by the men there, and it still stands today. Yeah, and and one of the, the neat little asides that our tour guide told us about was um, the little brick embankment built into the side of one of those. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, he said it was the commanding officer's wife wanted a gazebo. Yeah, it was or like a yeah, it was like the mm-hmm. colonel, right? Yes. So the colonel who was in charge of that base at whatever time. Yes. I don't think he knew it was like I don't know the early 1900s. Yeah, maybe. it was probably the 30s or 40s. Yeah. And uh so I guess the colonel's wife wanted a gazebo. So the colonel said, build my wife a gazebo over there at Fort Norfolk. Yeah. And so she had her gazebo. And, and the tour guide was great because he said he, he can just picture, you know, the colonel's wife sitting there in her gazebo drinking mint juleps, <laughs> you know, looking out over the water, which, you know, to, when we went, which was today for us, um, it was super windy. Um, but I can see on a nice it day. It was day. gorgeous. Yeah, it was gorgeous. As you're looking out over the water. It's gorgeous. It was, it was beautiful. So that battle is called the Battle of Hampton Roads. So when people say the first two ironclads that met in the Battle of Hampton Roads, that's that's what it was. Yeah. And yeah, so after that, it's not long until the Union's going to take Norfolk. They're going to reoccupy in May of 1862. So this happens in March. So you think March, April, May, the Union has taken Norfolk again. And they're going to hold it for the rest of the Civil War. So Norfolk is not, again, the Confederacy is only at that fort for about a year. And then it's taken over by the Union again. And then what's depicted in the movie Sahara, we talked about this, is the fall of Richmond. So the fall of Richmond happens in early April 1865. So you, we know we're going to have the surrender happen in about a week. The fall of Richmond happens April 4th. And then the surrender is going to happen a couple of days after that. And so in the fall of Richmond, what's depicted in Sahara is the CSS Texas gets away. And the CSS Texas does have the reputation of being the best constructed ironclad. Yeah. It was, I mean, by that time, you're getting better and yeah. better. Were they constructing... Did, I don't know if our tour guide talked about this, but did, were they constructing these ironclads like where the ships are being built today? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so like in, the sh- in the Norfolk shipyards. In the Norfolk shipyards. That's where they mm-hmm. were doing it. Yes. That's cool. But I think the Texas was being built closer, built closer up to Richmond. Okay. Because it was its like almost maiden voyage. Right. For the movie. For the movie. And in and, and real life. Because what happens, so the CSS Texas in real life doesn't even get to make a maiden voyage. It, it actually is taken during the the fall of Richmond. And the Union basically sells it for scrap in 1867. Oh, wow. So it, and it comes down to Norfolk to be sold for scrap. So, but in the, in the movie Sahara, it's 
making it gets away. Right. With all the, the, with all the uh, gold, Confederate gold. With all the Confederate yeah. gold. Because they don't want it to fall into the Union hands. But to make that ship for the movie, they use the Virginia. The model of. The model of the Virginia. Oh, or, yeah. or was it the Monitor? I can't remember now. I don't remember. It's one or the other. Yeah. But they used one of them that actually was the actual ship in the Battle of Hampton Roads. That's cool. And they used that ship as the model. So that's what you're seeing in the movie, yeah. even though it's supposed to be the CSS Texas. Yeah. I love that movie. It's such a great movie. It's probably Texas because Matthew McConaughey's from Texas. Sure. Why not? <laughs> you, know, you know, if you're going to stretch uh, stretch history for facts for some Hollywood stuff, uh, why not make it to your hometown? Yes. There was um eleven buildings. There's a main gate building. Yep. There's a carpenter's building. When you first walk into the right, there's officers' quarters. There's the armory. Yep. The, the like we talked about the the machine, uh, the magazine. Yep. And then there's enlisted quarters, and then there is a what was it to make the water a cistern? Yeah. To make uh, clean water since yeah, the right. Yeah, that was a pyre on one of the embankments, mm-hmm. right? Natural gravity. That uh, yes. makes sense. But it's been, it's. It's been a fort since the American Revolution, War of 1812, Civil War. So it's been there for a while. Yeah. And I, what I thought, one of the interesting things and one of the kind of interesting characters that our, our guide talked about was um, the hermit the that hermit. moved it. So the, so the interesting thing about this fort, so think about, you know, 200 plus years Right, and if you think all the way back to the late 1700s, 200, let's just say 250, 240 years, right? It has changed hands. It's been active and non-active. One of the reasons that it got taken was that it was undermanned, mm-hmm. right? So it had been taken in naval battles, it had been taken in land battles, and all this stuff. And at one point, it was basically abandoned. Yes. And what do you remember? What era this was in? I think I'm looking. At- there was this hermit that moves into. Fort Norfolk because it was essentially abandoned, right? The army and the navy wasn't using it anymore. And so he was like, you know what? That looks nice and cozy over there. I'm going to go move in. And he lives at Fort Norfolk for a decent amount of time because he actually does work. He does upkeep on it. He puts a roof on one of the buildings. And then eventually, um, eventually one of the, one of the services says, yeah, we want that back. So they come and basically kick him out. And he he gets all worked up about it because he's been living there probably for a couple years. And he he's basically tries to sue slash send a bill to, to the government saying, hey, I did all this work. I did all this upkeep on North Fort Norfolk. I put a roof on it on one of the buildings. Um, you guys owe me money. And I don't think anything ever actually came out of it because it's not like he was hired to do that. But it was just such an interesting little tidbit um, that our tour guide shared with yes. us. Yes, so I'm reading here, the fort sat with an unofficial caretaker status until 1849, Lemuel Fentress. Yes, Lemuel, Lemuel Fentress. Fentress. And he'd been living alone in the officer's quarters. That's right. So for the past couple decades. And, and he and he had been like a volunteer, yes. like, a, like a volunteer soldier. And so had never gotten to live in one of the buildings. Yes. Um, because the buildings were for like not the basically the non volunteers, like the officers the and actual, the actual yeah, the actual the military. Enlisted. And if you were a volunteer, you lived in tents yeah. out outside of the the building. Right. So he went into the building yeah. and took care of it. And he said he put a roof on and then he 
files a bill. He demands payment of $1,500 for taking care of the government works. And he signs the bill with an X. And it's actually at the National Archives. Oh, is it really? Yeah, that's what he said. Oh, my gosh. That bill is at the archives. Now, there's no proof that he was ever paid. Yeah. But that bill and that writing is at the archives. I, but that was just one of the most entertaining asides of like, yeah, here's a super interesting character that has inserted himself and has, has had his tale told for the past, you know, 150 years now mm-hmm. about here's the hermit that moved into North Fort Norfolk and charged the government money for upkeep that he did while he was living here. Yes. Um, I just, it just kind of made me smile. Um, the other thing that I will say is that our kids had plenty of questions oh, yeah. for, and God bless the tour guide. Yeah, um, yes. And they, they loved it. It was a great tour. I recommend you take it. It's free. And the kids had plenty of questions just about life in general for people who lived in the fort. They had, they, there are some stories about prisoners being held at the fort and they do believe that they took a profiteering ship during the civil war. Yeah. They had some, that, that, that one they room that was pretty neat. And they held them in a room and yeah. the men wrote on the walls with pencil. Yeah. And they did, had some carvings in the ceiling. Yes. And they carved yeah. their names in the ceiling. So they pre- tried to preserve that. So you can see that as well. Now, it's, there's other claims of prisoners, but this this is the one that's actually like has provenance and facts that they could find. But it's it's a very interesting place, and it's like very old, and it has a like there's original doors, like you had said. There's original metal works. There's a, you're standing on the original floors. You're looking at original beams, and, and it really has been used. And not just used for like storage, like it was used in World War II. Yes. Right? The communications that our tour guide talked about, he said about five years ago, okay, so as we're recording, this is 2022. And he said about five years ago, so let's just say in 2017, he said this 80 80 to 90 year old lady came with, you know, may have been her son or something Mm -hmm. like that, came to visit. They were looking around. She couldn't even make it up the steps. She And she just, her comment was kind of an aside. She said, I just wanted to see the fort again. And so he, that, that caught his attention and he said, oh, well, what do you mean? And so it turns out that she had been like the lead communications person at the fort you know, for a number of years. And I don't know, it wasn't during World War II, but it was... <laughs> it was during World War II. I love how you half listen to a story. Yeah. You crack me up, babe. But it was just, it was so just so interesting. she was the lead communications for World War II in that room, breaking codes and messages from Germany in that room. That's So yeah. it kind of shows you where are things happening that are not even close or connected to where the actual fight is going on. Sure. But yes, and so we were looking at how that old guardhouse was retrofitted for wires and power. And that's when, after World War II, they build that new modern building because that's the, the the core of army engineers so that's who she worked for so she's getting plans and stuff from them trying to help them with world war ii so yeah you're funny i love how i, I love doing history with you babe but again i just <laughs> thought that was super interesting because here's something that has like legitimately been used mm-hmm. right it's it's not there's some spots that we visit where people knew in the earlier mid 1800s are like hey we need to preserve this this is going to be we're not going to we're not going to use this this yes. is going to be preserved yes. right and so it's been preserved for 100 years 150 years yes. or whatever like that this is something that has been used 
for 200 plus years. Yeah, it just, I think it went on the historic places in 1975, but it just reminds me, Norfolk is very much like this. We have that building. Why don't you use that building? Like the the city owns certain buildings. And when they're thinking of we need this and we need it now, and you can think of wartime yeah. when, uh, you know, supplies are scarce, you're like, we have we have the fort. Yeah. Retrofit the fort. Put it in the fort. I mean, it's it's solid there. And you probably have very good, you know, conductivity and frequency. And you can probably watch, you know, things happen real time. Let's put the stuff at the fort. Yeah. So Norfolk recycles their buildings like that and that's what happened with the macarthur memorial so when we talk about that i mean that was the old city hall of norfolk now it's a memorial to general douglas macarthur so they do that they're very i have to say they're very good at recycling their buildings here again this caught my eye you know it was a little maybe it was a little more interesting because i was trying to listen to the tour guide, but I was also trying to manage uh, Madison and keep her from asking too many questions that only a six-year-old can ask. But well, Fort Norfolk, it may not ring a bell to many people. If the walls of that fort could talk, they would tell tales of soldiers and sailors, land battles, and naval warfare. It was an honor to visit the last remaining fortification that President George Washington ordered to be built for harbor defenses in the late 1700s. So again, thank you. And thank you to listening for talk to the Talk With History podcast. And please reach out to us at our website, talkwithhistory.com. But more importantly, if you know someone else that might enjoy this podcast, please share this with them. Especially if you think today's topic would interest a friend. We rely on you, our community, to grow. And we appreciate you all every day. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you.